Hello friends, on today's episode I will be doing a deep dive on my pediatrics rotation which I completed this past summer. I definitely would call it one of my favorite rotations but of course I may be a little biased because I do love children as a whole so (laughs) take that as you may. I will also give you some tips on how you can do well on your pediatric rotation as well as your pediatric EOR. I'll give you a little bit of hints as to some future episode content and provide you with a lot of updates as well on my PA school journey. So stay tuned and check it out. Alrighty guys, so of course today is all about the wonderful world of pediatrics and on my pediatric rotation, of course, it was around back to school time. I completed it, I want to say in July, end of July to beginning of August. So we had a lot of sports physicals coming in, kiddos getting prepared to start the school year and to start getting ready for sports and all of those fun and good things. Thankfully, my shifts on this rotation were pretty good schedule-wise. I generally would work Monday through Friday, maybe 9 to 3. But honestly, most days, if it was a little slow or something like that, or if my preceptor had something else going on, I would either get the day off or I would get to leave a little bit early, come in a little bit late. We always had at least an hour for lunch. Sometimes, depending on the schedule, we would even have up to an hour and a half or two hours for lunch. So that was pretty rare for a rotation, but really, really nice to have on this rotation. Of course, all weekends were off, so I would say that definitely helped to make this one of my more favored rotations for sure. Specifically, I was at a university hospital-based clinic. They have several of those around my city. This one in particular was located on the campus of a middle school actually, which was pretty unique. So we were actually inside of a portable that was our clinic. It was literally right next to the middle school, shared the same parking lot. You just walk over. There was actually a chicken coop right outside, not being used or anything. So sadly, there were no chickens to see, but (laughs) it was a little unique in that aspect. And we had one MA that would work with us. And then, of course, my preceptor. Sometimes we would have the supervising physician there in person, but usually not. And when he was there, we they would still share the 1MA. And then I believe we had one front desk person and maybe one other person on staff. So it was a pretty fairly small clinic. There were only four exam rooms that we used. And most of the time we only just used two of those four, to be honest. My preceptor was a graduate from my program. So that's always a plus in my eyes. I would say 99% of my preceptors that were my favorite were the ones who were graduates from my program. Uh, They just seem usually 
uh, to be a little more personable, on average a little bit younger, and of course, you know, they, I guess, tend to like you if you're from their program, I don't know, (laughs) but either way, they kind of get it, you know, more so than someone who is a different profession or comes from a different program. So this one uh, was one of my favorite preceptors, honestly, too. She was, I think, only a few years older than me. We had a lot in common. We actually found out that we lived maybe five minutes from each other. And so just a lot of commonalities in our personal life, I think, helped to create a little bit of a, a good working environment for us together. And then, like I said, as well as her being a graduate from my program, definitely made for a nice rotation as well and she was just a lot of fun we would play she would play music we liked the same type of music it just made for a fun environment and the MA there who who was the main one that we worked with she was super sweet went to the same high school as my dad so a lot of commonalities there (laughs) and definitely loved those ladies working with them both and of course it was on the city's west side so we have a a predominantly Hispanic population over there, Spanish-speaking. So thankfully, I was able to get in a good amount of Spanish-speaking patients and kind of, like I've mentioned before in other episodes, kind of fluff up and work on my medical Spanish. Of course, the the patients that we saw, right, this being a pediatric rotation, of course, we saw children. So that started all the way from infancy. I would say majority, though, were were kids and teenagers. However, this location, we actually did have adult patients too because that's just the nature, I believe, of the clinic. It was mainly pediatrics, but also adults too. So it was not solely pediatrics, which I didn't know going into it. So that was a little different. But of course, I had already seen a lot of adult patients, so nothing out of the ordinary. But definitely... A little different than your average pediatric rotation, I would say. And some of the things that we saw were just a lot of acute visits, honestly, your your run-of-the-mill cough, headache, things like that. Saw a couple ringworms, a lot of diaper rash, and mostly well-child visits. So we had infants, type of well-child visit, same thing for the young children, and then same thing for the teens and adolescents. And then we had a ton of sports physicals as well. Like I mentioned before, just being that time of year, those were probably, those on the well-child visits were my favorite uh, part of the rotation, my favorite type of visits because they were kind of cookie cutter once you got the hang of it. It it really made it easy to kind of go through the motions, you know, listening for those particular murmurs in the sports physical, asking those questions that you need to ask as far as like cardiac history goes. And just kind of, it was nice to, to hear what the students were going to be playing and talk to them about how excited they were for their upcoming season and whichever sport that they were going to be participating in. And then same thing for the well-child visits, just kind of asking them about what they want to be when they grow up or what their favorite subject is, little things like that, conversation starters to kind of build that rapport as well and get a better history on your 
pediatric patients. So I definitely enjoyed that too. My preceptor was very gracious in giving us little cheat sheets to utilize when it came to the well child visits. So she had a different one printed out for infants, for the young children, and then for the teens that varied a little bit and just kind of made sure that those were the questions that you needed to ask during each visit, all of the hot topics that you needed to discuss whether it be like, for example, if the baby was formula fed or breast milk, if the children drink sugary drinks or not, and you know, where's the baby sleeping? Are they co-sleeping? Are they sleeping in their own crib? What does that look like? And then as far as teens, you know, are they sexually active? Do they use protection? Do they wear their seatbelts? Things of that nature so on and so forth. So that definitely helped, I would say, if you can take the time to kind of Google things like that, whether it be well child visit cheat sheets or sports physicals online, that can kind of help you to familiarize yourself with the type of questions that most likely will need to be asked during those type of visits. I think that may help to set you up for success during your pediatric rotation for sure. And the MAs and the nurses, they did the, all of the immunizations during this visit. So thankfully, or not thankfully, however you want to look at it, I didn't really get to get a lot of experience with that uh, during this rotation. But it's always good to familiarize yourself with the vaccine schedule, which vaccines are given when, what are contraindications to those vaccines, as well as hands-on experience giving immunizations. I know my school in particular has volunteer experiences, so I was able to give some COVID shots during the end of my didactic year to kind of build up my hands-on experience with that since I didn't have that coming into PA school because I was a medical scribe for a lot of my patient care experience. And then, of course, I went to EMT school, but not a ton of uh, immunizations being given, right, as an EMT basic. So definitely those would be the highlights and main things on my pediatric rotation. If I had to say a least favorite part, honestly, I didn't really have many negatives about this rotation. Like I said, the schedule was amazing. I love children and my preceptor and the staff were equally as amazing as well. But maybe trying to find something, maybe the fact that it was a little bit slower and maybe not as many pediatric patients as I would have liked to have seen being in the fact that we had maybe like 10% of our schedule every day as adults. Maybe that would be a negative for me. Additionally, I did unfortunately get COVID during this rotation towards the tail end of it, had to miss some days. So that also was a negative for me. COVID absolutely sucked. I want to say I had Omicron most likely and I had never had COVID-19 before or at least that I had been aware of. And I know many people said this version was supposed to be like a bad cold, but I don't know. I would consider myself relatively young, healthy, active person. I have no comorbidities, but I feel like it really knocked me on my butt. I was pretty out of it for... I would say a good two weeks. Obviously, I didn't miss that long, but once I tested negative, I was able to go back, but I really didn't feel like myself or feel 100% for at least two weeks, and it was horrible. I couldn't concentrate to study, 
And that obviously is not good when you're trying to study for a big exam at the end of a rotation. I had zero energy most days. Thankfully, like I said, this was one of the more cush rotations. So that was extremely helpful. And my preceptor was understanding, of course. But yeah, it was not fun. (laughs) Just getting up to go check the mail or something was like the most I could do during the day if I was off. And it took everything in me just to be able to get to clinic and see the patients and not feel like I'm dying, honestly, during the thick of my COVID experience, even when I was testing negative. So to put that into perspective, (laughs) of course, uh, that would be the negative for me, right? Enough about COVID though. When it comes to your PAEA EOR, so your end of rotation exam that you all have to take and pass at the end of your rotations, of course, mine are four week rotations. So we take our EOR the last Thursday or Friday of that rotation. For me, I would say, as many people would agree, I would think. The pediatric rotation EOR is one of the easier EORs to complete, in my opinion. It really wasn't that bad, honestly. Very much followed the blueprint. And I would say that you should be good to go as long as you put forth an honest effort, right? And when it comes to studying, I was able to pass it. I did really well. I was glad because it was my final PAEA end of rotation exam because all I had after pediatrics was electives. So that was really exciting to finally get that done and to have officially completed all of the PAEA EORs for sure. When it comes to preparing and studying for that, I did what I always did, what had been working well for me my entire clinical year. So that was watching those free YouTube videos from Stephanie V, where she kind of just goes through pants, prep pearls for you. If you're an auditory, list, an auditory learner like me, that's extremely helpful, something that you can put on a little bit faster speed and listen to while you're driving or cleaning or cooking or what, what have you. Of course, I used Smarty Pants as well, just kind of to give myself a nice overview of all the topics. And then I would do a deeper dive, of course, with Rosh Review, completing all those Rosh Review questions, as well as a boost exam, usually the Friday or weekend before, just to kind of gauge where I'm at and brush up on anything that I got wrong. And then of course, I always make Quizlet cards based off of all of that information. Um, Mainly just the information though from those sources that just isn't sticking or that I need a little more practice with or that I'm just not quite understanding. Time willing, I can always go and use like a Google search, right? And find helpful videos to kind of see if I can find a different source that can help me to understand certain topics. And I would say that, of course, I think that unless you really just hate pediatrics, (laughs) like the children, I would say, then this should be a, a fairly good rotation for you and definitely not one to stress about, I would say, 90% of the time. That would be the case for most people, at least in my experience or with my program. Now, specifically, more updates, of course. As I mentioned last episode, I have graduated. I have passed my pants. I have received job offers. Yay to all of those things. It still hasn't 
fully hit me that I am a PA now and not a PA student. I think it takes a long time for your brain to fully wrap around that concept, but I definitely will have some future episodes for you guys in regards to what all of that looks like, how to go about doing those things when it comes to getting certified, getting applying to jobs, negotiating, what is important when looking for a job, or at least what's important I found that's important to me. All these things that I didn't know even just a month or two ago, honestly, that I've kind of learned along the way. And of course, I'll update y'all more on how that journey looks for me, of course, so stay tuned for that. Specifically, my next episode will be focusing on my elective rotation that I took in an allergy and asthma clinic here in town. That one was really, really cool because I genuinely just didn't really have a good idea of what a PA does when it comes to allergy, immunology, and stuff like that. So it was really eye-opening to get to see that. And I definitely enjoyed that rotation more than I thought I would, honestly. So I can't wait to share my experience there with y'all. And then of course, I will do more episodes on my psych electives that I took because as you probably know by now, right? I've had fallen in love with outpatient psychiatry during my clinical year. And then of course, like I said, all of those other things will have episodes too when it comes to preparing for the pants, everything job related, and just the steps that you need to take after graduating from PA school. So of course, as well, if you need your discounts, right, with PA CASPA rotation, rotations, what am I saying? <laughs> CASPA applications opening up here in the not too far away future, right, in April. You can always use my discount code PA underscore Liera. That's PA underscore L-E-I-R-A for 15% off of your subscription at my PA box, your one-stop shop when it comes to applying to PA school and looking at different programs. 10% off your orders on Med by Live if you want to get your cute little PA and sleigh or any other really cute gear. She's got a ton of new stuff on there all the time. Or 20% off of your Picmonic membership. That definitely is a, a game changer, a way to study in a fun way during didactic or even clinical year, honestly. Or a free month of the pre-PA clinic. Use my code for all of those things and get yourself some discounts, okay? So, of course, please, please, please don't forget to leave a five-star review on whichever listening platform of your choice for the podcast. It goes a long way. And it means more than you would know. And I definitely take the time to read all of them. So don't think that it goes unnoticed. It really, really means a lot to me. So of course, thank you as well for tuning back in for this episode. I can't wait to continue to share more episodes with you guys soon. And of course, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I know it's going to be an amazing year for me. My word of the year I have decided is growth. So I anticipate a ton of growth in all aspects of my life for me personally. And I know it's going to be an amazing year for you as well. Whether you are applying to PA school or you're still getting your prereqs, you're still pre-PA or you're in the thick of it in PA school, or you're a new grad like me, or even if you're a seasoned PA, shout out to you all. 
it's going to be an amazing kick-ass year for us all. I'm going to put that energy into the universe, and I know it will happen. So stay tuned, and thanks again, guys. Until next time, bye.